0: A listener production. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Broadsheet Melbourne Around Town. I'm Nick Connellan, Broadsheet's Publications Director and the co-host of this Guide to Melbourne. Meat Smith is one of Melbourne's most respected butchers. It opened eight years ago in Fitzroy and has since bloomed to a small chain of four. And now it's got a cookbook out. With us in the studio today, we have Troy Wheeler, who co-owns Meatsmith with Chef Andrew McConnell. So, you've got a new Meatsmith cookbook out with Andrew McConnell. I got a preview of it uh, this morning before we recorded. It's bloody excellent, as expected. Thank you. But let's start with your, your journey to here. You grew up in a small country town. I know that much. I read it in the book. I don't know which town it was or how you came to Melbourne and how you became a butcher.
1: I grew up in a small country town called Barham. It's a border town on the Murray River um, in between Echuca and Swan Hill. I left school quite a young age, landed a job at a local butcher shop run by a, a local family um, where I I guess I fell into that job not wanting to be a butcher, but I I quickly found a passion for it um, after starting starting in that job as an apprentice. Um I think mostly it was due to like camaraderie and the people that I work with that I really enjoyed and they had a very inclusive family that that I work with that um, brought me under their wing and and showed me, you know, lots of aspects of the of the business and, and the industry, um, which led me to then um, further my career and, and I ended up in Melbourne. I was meant to start a job at one place where I'd pre-organized, but it didn't quite work out and then... Uh, Randomly landed a job at at Peter Boucher's in Hawksburn Village, quite an iconic butcher shop that's been there for a long time and services um, the local community, as well as like lots of food critics and all sorts of um, food enthusiasts, like shop there and and got to meet a lot of great people over that time that I was there, including Andrew. So Andrew and I met. Um, From there, we built a relationship, a friendship. Um, which then in turn turned into a business partnership uh, over a period of time, and we opened Meatsmith from there.
0: There was a little intermediary step there, though, wasn't there? I I think I read in the book's introduction that he'd asked you to come and help out at the Builder's Arms.
1: Yeah, so when I first met Andrew, uh, they had taken over the Builder's Arms Hotel on Gertrude Street in Fitzroy, um, and a part of their offering, they'd built a dry-aged meat room and... Uh, they were new to to that kind of stuff, so he invited me along to to check out what they were doing and um, give any advice in regards to, you know, how they they could do their best um, in that category, So, which quickly turned into me doing the actual job of uh, preparing all the dry age for the hmm. restaurant, and so I was already working, you know, um, 60, 70-hour weeks, and so after, after hours, I'd go to the builder's arms, and I'd do all the portioning, and it sort of developed into some other stuff like utilising waste and um, creating some other products alongside the chefs there. And um, it was great. I loved it. I I got to see the other side of the industry, you know, being a retail butcher and a wholesale butcher. We serviced restaurants, but like being the inner workings of a restaurant I really found intriguing and it was awesome to get to experience that, and especially in a place like Andrew's. It was, it was, it was amazing.
0: Yeah, you tell a really beautiful story in the book about kind of being – this wide-eyed country kid who was interested in butchery and meat but didn't have much experience or passion for restaurants and then how this just really grew on you and you worked yourself into this world. And it's like what better person to connect with in Melbourne than Andrew McConnell to <laughs> introduce you to that. It must have been pretty
1: special. Yeah, pretty lucky. Um, and maybe that was that naive country kid that, you know, didn't really know too much about food and the food industry and, and so new to it um, that I, I just sort of was a... You know, Andrew is a very personable person and super friendly and, I, you know, uh, I sort of just was attracted to his friendship and, um, yeah, we just got along so well. We connected from the way I looked at food and I was so new to it and how I was learning and um, and obviously his passion for food and, and for service.
0: And so you're at uh, Peter Boucher, 13 years. Yep. Um, and you went to start Meatsmith, obviously because it's you know it's an exciting new project. You wanted to do something out on your own. Can understand that. What things did you take from your learnings from that thirteen years and put into Meatsmith, and and what did you change?
1: I guess I developed quite a lot. Like my passion for food came from working there, um, and. Um, it was conversing with customers and, and building rapport with like, um, some customers that had traveled overseas and they'd come back and tell me about food they'd eaten and that nostalgia around that, which made me explore all these different dishes and cuisines. Um, and I guess that what I learned the most there was like, um, the passion for food and cooking uh, and then the vast array of people that I worked with during that time was we had travel f- people that travelled from all over the world to work with us. Um, Chicoutiers from France and Fleischmasters and small goods people from Germany and um, all sorts of different people passed through that business during that time and I guess they they took skills from us that they learned, and then we also took skills that they had and imparted that in, in the business as well. So like picking up all that knowledge of how to make these different things from different cuisines was pretty amazing. Um, the growth in the business during that time, so we went from like a, a retail place and we built a factory and production facility. So learning all of those steps and processes in the business was pretty amazing and invaluable. I didn't really implement as much that I learned during that time into our new business when we built it, because I was quite conscious that I didn't want to replicate the same that was built during that time and I wanted to start something new and that, that new thing was that uh, the joint between Andrew and I and integrating that service culture from the restaurants and how we can better service our customers and or improve the service for our customers um, and then that, um, that restaurant quality food integrated into that retail butchery setting and how that works together. So it's really bringing that
0: gastronomic lens to it, I guess, which I guess... I get that feeling when I go to a Meatsmith store and you've got, you know, um, paprika chips from Spain or, you know, some fancy olive oil, but it's more than just like, hey, we sell meat. It's like we sell this whole kind of kitchen philosophy in a way
1: yeah it's i guess it's a reflection on andrew and i how we like to cook and how we like to entertain um and all of those elements to bring a great meal together whether it's something quick and easy and off the cuff in the middle of the week or a a well-planned dinner party with your friends and family i feel like we have all those aspects to like build something great
0: yeah, and the book is very much a reflection of that, is it not? Definitely. Yeah. Um, there's even a salad section, which if you if you're thinking meatsmith book about butchery, there's not going to be salads, but there are. There's plenty of salads because meat needs salad. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: and there's also a picnic section. There's a, a garden party section. So tell us through, uh, talk us through the process of putting that together and coming up with all those sections and brainstorming recipes and what did that look like?
1: Um, it was pretty good. Like we we went. We sort of did went on our separate paths, and we brainstormed some dishes and stuff separately. And we'd come together, you know, every few weeks or a month or so, and we'd um, plan out what we feel is like a good mix of dishes and a reflection of how we like to cook for our friends and family. and And thought about those occasions that um, are celebratory as well. So whether it's a uh, a barbecue in the backyard and how you the things that we like to eat and the things that we converse with our friends and family with, um, and we feel like are good for for other people to add to their repertoire of recipes. Uh, and then you know, lunch in the garden. You think of that nostalgia of that long summer's day, especially around Christmas time, sitting in the garden, relaxing, eating food, just having the best time. Um, and then there's other bits in between that, like um, if you've got a long lazy weekend and you love just spending it in the kitchen and and building your skill set on like new interesting things to learn in the kitchen. We have that there too. Yeah. But talk me
0: through some of the specific recipes and, and kind of how they came together and who contributed what and um, yeah, how you came up with the combinations. Cause there's some pretty interesting flavors in there that are, you know added in
1: yeah so it was 50 50 we um we did half and half I guess Andrew because he's got a bit of uh working history in in Hong Kong and and China like uh, obviously adds a little bit of like some Asian aspects to some Western dishes which I think is really interesting and and adds some really complex flavor combinations um I probably lean more into that um European and French style cookery so a lot of my dishes like a bent sort of um, inspired by that type of food, so like paté and cruise and stuff like that. Um, being a butcher, but also love the charcuterie aspect. So a lot of mine are a little bit technical. Um, so like um, zampone, the the stuffed pig trotter, which are pretty uh, difficult to make, but quite rewarding when you when you when you really nail them. Um, And then any of those charcuterie and um, butchery type things I've done, and then you'll find that we've come together on all the salad things and things that we feel like complement all the other dishes. I saw as well, there's some uh, backyard pastrami. Yeah. What does that look like? (laughs) At Meatsmith, we we make a pastrami, which is extremely popular. Um, So I've made a version that you can make at home um and and the steps to how to make it so just using the barbecue as as the makeshift smoker to like to apply the smoke and the you know those methods of like uh, american barbecue like smoking brisket um but doing a pastrami version um it's a bit involved it takes a bit of time uh with the brining of the brisket and then the smoke cooking times like 12 to 14 hours but yeah once you've once you've finished it it's pretty rewarding
0: yeah, but this is a meatsmith cookbook after all. You're not you yeah. know, you're not buying it unless you don't want to do these sort of things, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's also we talk to that um, if you don't have that time, all those resources to do that. You also that's what the butcher shops there for too. You can leverage off them, and they can do all all that prep work for you to make it a little bit easier at home.
0: Yeah, what are some of your other favourite recipes in there that are kind of worth calling out?
1: uh some of the salads they're like very delicious and easy um there's a radicchio salad with like uh, pickled blackberries and on and fig it's like just so delicious and uh, it just speaks to summer and that hot long day it's like it's something you really want to eat over again um it's striking it looks beautiful and it'll look great on the on the table for any occasion yeah and like things like you know the pattern crew i think is is amazing it's a, it's a very difficult thing to make really well but once you make them it's like really re- rewarding and um it's quite impressive for your guests to, to see something like that on your table and sharing with them and just creates that conversation and again, like provokes nostalgia. So, where can people buy this cookbook? Uh, available at all great, like uh, retail bookstores. We sell it in our four locations across Melbourne. Which are? Which uh, we have flagship stores in Fitzroy. We have a store in St Kilda on Barclay Street, Hampton Street in Brighton, and Whitehalls Road in Baldwin. Uh, all the reading stores, all the small retail bookstores and stuff are stocking it. Um, you can go online if you're if you're international and like through Booktopia and Amazon. It's available. And then uh, I think this week it launches in the US. So we'll, we'll see it uh, pop up in some stores in the US. And I got sent some pictures the other day from London. So it's available uh, in, in the UK. We're so going global, baby. We're going global.
0: <laughs> so everywhere. Thank you so much for coming on. No worries. Thanks for having me. That's it for today. If you're enjoying the podcast, tell your friends and family, leave us a review and keep listening. Subscribe or follow us wherever you're listening now to make sure that you don't miss an episode. Listener.